Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, Mr. Blackout himself, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? Blackout indeed. Indeed. Well, so, some of us, not all of us, apparently. That's true. That's true. Um, so <laughs> for anyone who follows this podcast, you know we're a little bit behind schedule. And there's a good reason for that. It's freaking apparently we got some reverse global warming going on. And for all of you scientists out there, don't explain global warming to me and how I'm wrong or whatever, because I don't know what the fuck it is. All right. I'm a moron when it comes to any climate change shit i just say it because it's funny we got some reverse global warming going on here where all of a sudden here in beautiful katy texas just outside of houston we got some snow we got some freezing rain we got temperatures down in the teens and it just shut this city down it's ridiculous and i have been fortunate in that i have not been blacked out but my brother has not been as fortunate my brother has been a has been blacked out a little bit here and there. Tell us about the blackout, Alex. Well, look, first of all, to our listeners and viewers, if, we, uh, if we're hurrying up through this podcast, it's because I, my power may go out at any minute during this recording. So uh, it's, it's been an adventure. Look, I don't mind the cold. I really don't mind the cold. I mean, I fucking lived half of my life in, in, in New York. Whatever, cold is cold. Um, but the in and out of the, uh, you know, of the electricity is just very, it's very annoying, right? Cause just when you think you got it, you don't got it. <laughs> Phone services has, has been slow, no internet. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making the best out of it. It really hasn't been that bad. Um, you know, it's, I, I, it could be worse. So I, I know there's, other people out there probably have it worse and yeah know, it's it it's it's whatever it's it's not it's not that bad yeah i mean i i don't i don't want to say anything because obviously i've had it pretty good i've had phone service and internet my electricity hasn't gone out it's been terrible i mean it's been in terms of like compared to normal my service has been terrible it's been very spotty um so i really can't complain but at the same time, like, I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, I'm sure you've talked to mom and dad, our parents who are in their 70s and live, you know, about 15 minutes away from me, about 20 minutes away from Alex. Um, they didn't have power for almost 24 hours and, um, and they were fine. You know, it was an inconvenience. Uh, they had, you know, they were walking around the house and in uh, you know coats and gloves and hats and stuff, they were trying to stay warm, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't that big deal. The part that sucks is you can't go anywhere, right? Because, I mean, I drove a little bit here and there on Monday and Tuesday, but I mean, you really, a, you don't want to go anywhere because they don't do anything to the road. So uh, there's all kinds of salt, uh, there's all kinds of snow and ice on the road, and B. People here aren't used to driving in the snow or the ice, so they drive like idiots. And then C, no one's going anywhere because everything's shut down, right? So, yeah. you know, it's just kind of a, it's kind of boring at the end of the day, but it looks like we're made it through the worst of it. Uh, it's supposed to warm up a little bit 
uh, here the rest of the week, and we're supposed to finally get up up, up over freezing. I'll tell you what, man. Houston got some of the worst drivers <laughs> in the summertime. When it's fucking ice outside and it's snowing, I don't even want to touch the roads. So yeah. I am perfectly fine being stuck here at home. Uh, two nights ago, we lost power. We had some candles going and uh, we had taken out some ground beef the night before and we forgot to cook it. So we put it in the, uh, we put it in the, uh, in the fridge and it was, it was a pound, right? A pound of ground beef. So I, I remember that it was there and it, you know, you, you have to cook it. You can't keep, you can only keep it so long after it thaws out. Right. So man, I went to work, made, a, made four patties. I had some charcoal. We went outside. My daughter, my son, my wife, she was a little, you know, she was a little wimpy. She stayed inside, which is cool. <laughs> but me, me and my kids, we went outside. We had a, and so we grilled up four burgers and we had a, a, a little, I don't know what you call it, but you know, those little fucking brown things and you put the log in there and you, you know, you, and, and you light it up. And so Ooh. we were out there for like an hour or two. Like a little pit. Uh, just, yeah, yeah, it's like a little pit. And we were just chilling, like literally chilling, uh, and just just making the best out of it. So it was, and it was pitch black, like in the backyard, right? Everything was pitch black, no lights. But uh, we had a fire going, and we had some food, so it was all good. We made something out of nothing. Yeah, you know, like it's funny. I think um, after COVID, we, we've all become a little bit more resilient, right? We're all a little more. Yeah, yeah, you got to stay at home. It's just not that big a deal. We, I think we've become, like, in a way, as wimpy as we are as a society, right? Because we do have it pretty good compared to, like, other countries and shit. We've kind of gotten tougher since COVID, right? So, like, being stuck at home, it's just really not that big a deal anymore. You know, you're like, whatever, right? I've been stuck at home for months anyway, right? So, it's just not that big a deal. You kind of you're kind of like, yeah, whatever. So last night, um, so the power cup, so yesterday we got the power back at 11 in the morning and we were fucking jumping for joy. It was like, it was like Christmas all over again. And so, and this is before I realized or I, I, I read about that they were doing the rotating blackouts, right? Right. So, 9.30 comes around and the Brooklyn Nets are about to play the Phoenix Suns. And I'm like, fucking great, man. Like, this is this is perfect, right? Like, I don't got to go to work the next day. I can stay up late, right? Watch the game. Man, as the game is about to start, the lights go out. Oh. They black us out. And so, and so I'm trying to, so my phone service is real, really bad. And then my, right, no Wi-Fi. So I'm trying to like, refresh my phone trying to keep up with the score and I can't I can't get anything I can't make phone calls my texts are going out late my texts are not going out I'm receiving texts late I'm receiving no text I mean it's literally no service you live living like a caveman <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm serious bro living like it's 93 yeah so I mean the past two nights we've been going to sleep like at nine o'clock so I'm in bed and I, I, I guess I knocked out around 10 o'clock and 
So I turned my back, I had my back turned to, to the door, right, to my room. And something woke me up and it must have been the noise of the microwave and the heater going on and the TV turning on and all that. I turn around and I'm like, oh shit, there's light. So I go out there and I turn everything off, right? And I go back to bed because I'm a little sleepy. Well, once I get back into bed, I'm all of a sudden awake. Right. So what do I do? I get on my phone. I look at my phone. It's 12 o'clock. It's midnight. And there's light. There's Wi-Fi. So I log on, right, to look to see if the Brooklyn Nets won. And the game had just finished. And they came back on this epic 21-point deficit at halftime. Yeah. And I missed, I missed the great game. And, you know, timing was everything. So, yeah. <laughs> and it was really bad. <laughs> That's so, yeah. funny. That's it was funny. crazy. Yeah, this, this blackout stuff is crazy. Now, I keep, like, so like I said, we're through most of it. And I keep hearing about these rolling blackouts. And somehow they haven't hit my neighborhood or at least my section of the neighborhood. Now, I'm just, I'm waiting. Like, we're, we're like constantly charging our phones and stuff here in the house because we're like, there's rolling blackouts. We're going to get hit sooner or later. So like, we're waiting for the power to go out and uh, we've been yeah. lucky it hasn't. So no complaints here. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. It's crazy. Um, did you go to the store and buy all the toilet paper or anything like that? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, no, I've gone. The only thing we did was go and put gas. That's about it. I mean, I, I have no interest in going to any store unless it's a fast food place to go pick up some food. And even then, I mean, that that's not going to be open. So yeah, the today, stores are open, like Walmart next to my house is open, but I have not stepped foot in there. Today, there's some stuff open. And I went to the grocery store yesterday just because Wanted to pick up something for lunch, but yesterday or day before yesterday, I don't even remember which, I think it was yesterday. And um, went in there and there was toilet paper. Apparently this, apparently this uh, power outage and shutdown or whatever, it was not bad enough uh, for people to want to get toilet paper. So there's plenty of toilet paper at the store. Go figure. Okay, well, good. Now this is what I don't get, right? In New York, a snowstorm is coming, and the night before, they're laying down some salt. Right. Now, this ice freeze storm, whatever the hell you want to call it, had been known for like about at least a week. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, why, like, you know, where's the preparation? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't get that part. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, even after it came down, I haven't seen trucks out there. And usually it's sand. Usually you see trucks out there uh, throwing some sand out. I didn't see yeah. anything this time. Nothing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that. Like, I mean, yeah, you're right. It was about a week because we've been talking about this. We, we They've been talking about this storm coming for a week. And... It gets here and no one, no one's done anything. It was Trump. Well, look, fault. if it's if it's if it's any if it's any Texas for you in a couple of days, it'll be like seventy-five degrees and it'll be sunny and people will be at the beach and 
It's supposed to be in the 70s early next week, like Monday of next week. So Monday of this week, it got down to 11. Monday of next week, it's going to be in the 70s. So that's Texas weather for you. You know. Yeah, well. Now we, we can't blame 2020. I guess this is just 2021, man. Yeah, 2021 said, hold my beer. No, no, I still think 2020 is worse. I mean, granted, we're only halfway through February in 2021. So 2021 has, a, you know, they still have time to make hay, you know, to really, oh, yeah. really be terrible and, and, and outdo 2020. But I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. So far, so far, it's, you know, it's been pretty weak. Yeah, it's not, you know, not. A, and part of it, too, like I said, I think we're tougher now. You know what I mean? Like, we're just tougher. Yeah, it's only it's only hit like one state, right? That blacked out, right? The fucking COVID hit like all fifty states. So the whole world. Big difference. It hit the whole world. Right, right? the whole world. Um, yeah. Oklahoma's got it pretty bad too, though. Apparently, that like they're they're. I mean, it's really bad up in, in Oklahoma. They've been you know negative digits and uh, you know negative negative uh, temperatures, and I mean. It's been snowing. They got like a foot of snow over the course of a day. So it's been worse up there. But, you know, I think it happens a little more frequently up there. So they're kind of used to it. And they probably know how to handle it better than we do. At the end of the day, I enjoy the snow because I, I don't I don't see much snow. And I enjoyed playing out there with my kids. Throw, snowball fights. Throw a few snowballs. So, Fuck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I did the same thing with my son. I threw some snowballs out there and just enjoyed the cold. Uh, I told my kids, like, back in the day in in Brooklyn, we used to, you know, fucking throw snowballs at cars. We used to hide behind these, like, we used to go to, like, the parking lot of, like, wall bounds. Mm-hmm. And they used to plow all the snow, right, make, like, one big hill, man, like, 20-foot hill full yeah. of snow. And we used to hide behind behind there and throw snowballs at the cars. <laughs> and uh, when I was a kid, fuck, you know, has memories. And 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 here's the thing: this is dangerous as fuck because I remember one time, you know, some of it had melted, so it had gotten a little slushy. Well, if you pack that snow real good, it becomes basically like a brick. Ice. Yeah, it's an yeah. ice brick, right? Uh, and even when it was right. fluffy. Even when it was fluffy, in order to pack, I'd spit in it, right? So I'd spit in it so that it would hold. And uh, I remember one time I was doing the same thing. I was out and about throwing snowballs at cars or whatever as they were going by because it was like target practice, right? And uh, one of yeah. my buddies, one of my buddies threw a snowball and it was it was ice, right? And it, I mean, absolutely shattered the passenger side door of this poor car. And man. <laughs> We ran our asses off trying to get away, you know, trying to make sure we didn't get caught. But I mean, I was like, and it's like, it's like when you turn the lights on, the cockroaches just scram. Everybody goes in a different direction. Right. And you hope, yeah. to, God, you hope to God that the guy, if, if they were going to chase you, you hope they were chasing the person. I was hoping they chased the person who did it and not me. And I was going in the opposite direction. Yeah. Each man for yeah. himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. At, at that point, you know, you're just running for dear life and hoping that the, uh, you know, I mean, I, I've been in that situation where, you know, you got chased and 
you had to be fast and you learn how to run fast, even if you did it. You know how to run fast and cut down driveways and over fences and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what's funny? You 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 can probably relate to this as well. Maybe some of our listeners can't, but back in the day when we were kids for Halloween, right? We'd go out and instead of you know, once you got a little bit older, instead of trick-or-treating, we'd go out and throw eggs and play with shaving cream, right? Right. Well, I remember yeah. one time, you know, so we go out in New York. Right, in Brooklyn, it's pretty cold by the time you get to October 31st. So we're all wearing jackets yeah. with hoods and stuff. I'll never forget this for as long as I live. There's a bunch of us walking around. We've got eggs all, you know, in all of our pockets and whatnot. And uh, <laughs> and we, I, we're probably about 14, 15 years old. But we got one little brother with us who's like, I want to say he's like 10, right? And um, we're walking around and cops come walking up to us and like, hey, what are you guys doing or whatever? You know, that someone had snitched that we had been throwing eggs or whatever at cars and whatnot. And by that point, I happened to not have any eggs on me. I had already used my stash, right? So I'm just walking <laughs> around. And, uh, <clears throat> and most of us, like most of us don't have eggs, right? Because we've, we've thrown them all, right? And, you know, a couple of you kind of throw away in the bushes or whatever. And you just keep walking. Cop comes up to us and he starts giving us a hard time about Are you guys, you guys out here throwing eggs. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing eggs. I don't have any eggs, you know, check me out, whatever. I turn my pockets inside out on my jacket. I'm like nothing. Well, the youngest kid amongst us, that little brother had like three or four eggs in his hood. And the cop came up to him, right? Picked on the littlest kid. Cop was an asshole. He picked on the littlest kid. He's like, you got eggs on you, whatever? He's like, nah, nah, nah. He's like, oh, really? And he pats him on the back real hard, right right up, right where the hood is, and busts all those eggs in his hood. So <laughs> the cop lets us go, right? But, you know, he knew. He Actually, most of us didn't have eggs, so he couldn't really do anything to us. But he knew that he busted the little guy and he just kind of let, let us go. So we're walking. Right. At that point, you know, the cop goes one way, we go the other. We're walking and that kid's pulling freaking eggs, eggshells out of his hood and stuff. He's all <laughs> pissed off. And of course, we're all laughing at him. But, you know, just kind of the stupid things you do as a kid. And, uh, yeah, right. you know, I, I don't know how we got to eggs in a hood from a snowball fight. But, you know, good times. I'll tell you what, my childhood in, in, in New York was, I would definitely go back. I would go back in time and fucking relive it. Cause it was, I mean, aside from not having adult responsibilities, right? Like that alone, I would go back. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it was just, it was, just, it was just fun. So, I mean, I would, yeah, it was a good I time. would so go back. <laughs> yeah. I've always said that I would go back in a heartbeat. I would go back. So if there's one period of my life that I could live over and over and over again, I, I would live my four years in college. I would live those four years on a loop forever. Like I would live those four years. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a good time. It's the perfect, I've always said this, when you go away to college, it's the perfect balance, right? Because you're old enough to have freedom, right? You're, you're at college by yourself but you're still young enough that you don't have all the responsibilities of having to go to work and pay bills and stuff like that. All you gotta do is go to school, which is, right. it's a responsibility, but 
I mean, and party. Yeah, but I mean, going to school is a responsibility. But at the end of the day, think about it. You're going to school with all of your friends. I mean, it's not like yeah. it's not like a real tough responsibility. When you go to work, you got to work with some assholes sometimes. You know what I mean? But in school, right. you're, you're right. going to classes with your friends or your frat brothers or whatever. It's a good time. So to me, that four year period of my life, that's that's the most fun I think I've ever had. I would do it over and over again. But you're right. Even even our childhood back in Brooklyn, I would do that again, too. That was a good time. Fuck yeah. Crazy. Hey, you know who's having a good time right now? The who's Brooklyn that? Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are having a yeah, good time. Yeah, they are. Let me tell you something. Like, So I've been all into football. I've been watching basketball, but you know, I kind of I kind of don't get real into basketball until football season ends. But I've been I've been paying attention to a few things here and there. And of course, the Harden trade, the Harden, Harden wanting out of Houston was the big story that I was always that I was following, even with football going on, right? Because right. A, because Harden was here in Houston. B, I happen to like James Harden. I think I think his game is just crazy. And I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. It's kind of, it's kind of nutty. And because he wanted out and he wanted out to like, I thought from the jump to Brooklyn, which I thought would have made Brooklyn very, very good. And now that he's there, the Brooklyn Nets are must watch TV. And I'll tell you why. B it's, I mean, they are, they are the quintessential all gas, no breaks. Right. Right. They're like, right. they're like a, but they're like a 10 speed going down the hill and ain't got no brakes. And you don't know if you're going to get to the bottom really fast and then ride off into the sunset. In this case, win an NBA championship, or you're going to ride down so fast that you're going to crash and break your, break your neck. Right. That's what right. the nets are. Must watch TV. Uh, obviously James Harden brings a, a scoring mentality that is unique and that team, as presently constructed and healthy, i.e., Kyrie and 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 Durant on the court, you feel like they can score 150 points every night. Yeah, but but with uh, oh shit, it was just got a little flicker. Uh, but on the other side, you feel like they can give up 149 every night too. <laughs> So That's they, okay then. They win. They still win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it is a hell of a lot of fun to watch. I'm very curious. The East is becoming a lot more interesting, not just because of James Harden uh, moving over to the East, but just in general, the East is it's got a lot of cool storylines. I know you're a Nets fan, but aside from the Nets, what's your favorite storyline going on in the East right now? Oh, man, in the East? Uh, I don't know the storyline. I really think this is a two-team conference right now. And at the end, there'll be a two-team, it, 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 you know, I, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not sold on these other teams. Uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Pacers, Knicks, Raptors, Hornets. I, I don't think those guys have anything for Brooklyn or the 76ers. I, you know, I, I think the top four is must-watch TV. I, I think all four of them up at the top are are good, 
and and if they get hot and they fix some of their issues along the way, uh, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be in it, right? The, I think the Sixers and the Nets are. I don't. I kind of want to say head and shoulders, but I don't know that I would exactly say head and shoulders, right? The the Sixers are good, but you've got Embiid who doesn't play every game, could get hurt. Simmons who is I, I can't make heads or tails out of Simmons. And so Simmons you kind of wonder bro. about huh? I, I really like Simmons. I don't care about the shooting because they have enough shooters. Right. That guy, that guy is a playmaker and he's fucking playing defense. He doesn't have to shoot any times. They got enough shooters. I think he's great. Yeah, he's got to pass the ball. The more he shoots, the worse that, it is. But that's what he does. He's a yeah. point forward. Yeah. You know what he is? You know what he is? He is and he is an undersized non-shooting LeBron James. That's what he is. He's a playmaker. I'm yeah. serious. He yeah, is no, a no. playmaker. You're right. You're right. The he less he shoots, the better it is. Right. The less he shoots, the better it is for the Sixers. But they're, you know, they're interesting. The Nets are, the Nets are great. Uh, the Nets are incredibly interesting. Those three guys together, you know, and how they gel, they could ride those three all the way to an NBA title. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because look, I think everybody with Brooklyn, I think everybody's outside of Brooklyn, outside of the Nets are are panicking, right? Because one game all three will play, the next game only two of them will play, the next game only one of them will play, and Kyrie's sitting out and he wants to go on vacation and he's a head case and then he should retire. And Durant, now he's resting his hamstring, his kid those guys have only played like six or seven games together. It's, nope. it, I mean, it's, it's still so early in the season and as many, as much as they have struggled, they have beaten the Sixers. They have beaten the Bucks. They have yep. beaten the Pacers. They have beaten the Celtics. They have beaten the Jazz. They have beat the, the Nuggets. Like they, they, they beat the Suns. They play the Lakers on Thursday night. So it's like, they beat yeah. all those teams, and they're not even – they're not even – the rest of – aside from the big three, I don't think those other guys, their roles are defined. And I think as the season goes along, their roles will become more definitive, and, 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 and they're just going to gel. And, yeah, their defense is not good, but you know what? Offense in the NBA in 2021 – is king. Yeah. And I, I don't know that a, a good defensive team can stop. You know, it's it's very similar to what we saw with the Golden State Warriors. Yes, I was just about to you say know? that. Like, they didn't have to play defense. They had two of the best shooters in the league. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, so it's like... That's the thing, right? I mean, it's a problem for most teams. Giving up 120 points a game is a problem, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real, real issue. But when you have the kind of offensive firepower that the Nets have, where you're going to score 125 a game, it's really not that big a deal, right? I mean, it's yeah. kind of, you know, 
and, and if you get into if you get into a track meet with them and you get into a three-point shooting contest with them or just a shooting contest with them, they're going to be hard to beat. And it's, you know, it's going to take a team in a seven-game series, it's going to take a team's dedicated effort to slow the game down to a ridiculous level to stop them from scoring the yeah. way they do. But if you get into any kind of up and down the floor shooting contest with them, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. You're going to score yeah. 120, but they're going to score 125 and you're going to lose. Right. So yeah. it is, it is incredibly yeah. interesting. The bucks, um, the bucks, you know, I, I throw the bucks in there in the top four, right? They're, they're in the top four. I'm not throwing them in there, but I still think they're interesting. They look, they still have, a team that has gone to the Eastern conference finals, a team that is pretty darn good. You know, it still has probably the best player in the league. They're struggling right now. Uh, I think they've lost like four straight. Um, They need to figure some things out, but we know they've got capabilities to be a real thorn in the side of any opponent in the East. That's why I keep them in there. And finally, the Celtics, and and this may be my own personal bias, I'm a big fan of Jason Tatum. I'm a big fan of Brad Stevens. And I'm a big fan of just that team in general. And so I think that they can find ways to be effective. They can find ways to win games. And ultimately, again, they're going to be a problem if they get into a seven-game series with with the Sixers or with the Bucks or even with the Nets. It, they're going to make it difficult. Uh, and, and, you know, they could conceivably win that series after that. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't, I don't, there's no one else in the East that, that I think really belongs in the conversation. I will tell you as a New Yorker, um, I like seeing the Knicks in the, in, in, in a playoff spot just cause I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. I, yeah. All of New York hasn't seen it in a while. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not overblown by the Celtics. Uh, they, they've been. They don't. They, they don't have Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum. Sounds like he really hasn't uh, gotten back to normal after after having COVID. That seems to be an issue. Yeah. With uh, just athletes in general, right? You know, mm-hmm. in football, right? Just not not having their uh, their breathing right after coming back from COVID. But I I don't. Honestly, um, it's going to be a real boring Eastern Conference uh, as we move along because I, I don't think even the Bucks, uh, I, I just don't see them messing with the Sixers or the Nets, to be honest with you. The one team in the East that I'm really um, – I look forward to watching the rest of the season and next season is, is the Charlotte Hornets. I think LaMelo Ball is doing – I mean, he's he's in rookie of the year conversations and Absolutely. the Hornets are kind of like the Nets. They don't play a lot of defense, but their offense is is a showcase right now. And I I think – I mean, they're the eighth seed in, in the East. Yeah. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but um, I think those guys that are with the Hornets are are happy to be playing alongside LaMelo. And I think that's uh, – I think that says a lot about the kid and he's – He's fucking balling. <laughs> yeah. Through through 25, 30 games, however, however many games we're into the season, uh, he does look, I mean, he looks like he belongs, right? Like he looks the part of yeah. an NBA player. He looks the part of, you know, 
being part of a big three somewhere, right? Like he looks like he could be a real team leader. Um, and he, and this is going to sound uh, ridiculous, right? But he's balling and not just because of his last name, right? He's yeah. absolutely balling. I, I like, I like, I like what I see there. And I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be fun to watch him uh, through the rest of the season and whatnot. Uh, out West, you've got the jazz who are on a crazy win streak, right? They've won, 19 out of 20, which is kind of unheard of. They've actually got a one and a half game lead over the Lakers. Uh, look, I think that Jazz team is pretty damn good. Uh, I don't know if they're the best team in the West, right? It, I kind of find it hard to believe that they're better than the Lakers and the Clippers. Record says so. But they're, I mean, and, and here's the thing about the Jazz. That team has been playing together for a while, right? And defensively, they are very, very good. They they will keep themselves in ball games no matter what, no matter who they're playing. They're going to be in the game because they're very good defensively. And, you know, they've got an inside-outside threat. Uh, they're, they're just a good team. And, you know, Quinn Snyder's a hell of a coach, man. I You know, I think he's one of the more underrated coaches in the NBA – Again, I don't know if they're the best team in the West, but they're certainly going to be in the conversation for the East for the Western Conference Finals. And once you know, once you get to a seven-game series with the Jazz, it's no joke, man. It's uh, it's it's tough business at that point. Yeah, well, the thing about the Jazz is, uh, like you said, their defense is top two. Believe it or not, the Knicks are the other team that have a top defense in the NBA. I think the Jazz are legit now that they are going to the NBA Finals. They're not going to the NBA Finals, but they are legit contenders. Like they, they will put up a fight against the Lakers, the Clippers, the Blazers, the Suns. Uh, they got a pretty good bench, man. The bench, like Jordan Clarkson's like going off for that team. And here's another thing. The Jazz are one of the teams that are allowing fans. And those fans can be a wild bunch for, you know, opposing teams when they come play at Utah. So that is definitely a, uh, you know, beneficial to, to, to them, I think. They got a leg up on, on you know, I mean, I know it's not a, a sellout crowd, right? It's only like 4,000, 5,000 people, but still it's, it's an advantage that they have, so... A little bit of home. like against like a team like the Lakers who are not allowing fans at the stadium. You know what I mean? A little bit of home court advantage that other teams are not getting, right? Right. Um, what do you make of the Trailblazers? I, I, you know, every time I look at the standings and I see them there at four, I'm kind of confused because I don't, I don't think they're that good. But their record says they're 17 and 10, and they're the fourth seed right now. Uh, is this just all smoke and mirrors and they're going to fade towards the end of the season and then be a first round and out, or is this for real? No, I, I think, I think uh, they could definitely lock up that four seed. I, I really, and I think it says a lot about Dane Lillard. I mean, they got their center. I forget his name. You're, you're, you, you're convinced. whatever. One of their, yeah, their center's out. McCullum has been out. So Lillard has been, Really carrying the load. Carmelo Anthony has been playing pretty well uh, these past something? few games. Isn't that something? Yeah, that so, is, 
playing well at that age and considering his yeah. career, it's amazing that he's still around and being really productive. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I have Lillard in my top five in MVP uh, just because he's been carrying the load and they've been <laughs> they've been holding on to that four seed. So I, and once they get McCullum, I think they're going to be just as good, if not a little better. Right. right. So yeah. they should be able to hold on to that uh, to that four spot. Uh, a team I really like out in the West that, you know, are probably flying a little under the radar just because they haven't been very good in recent years. The Phoenix Suns. Amazingly, Chris Paul is still doing the damn thing. I thought that guy was on the decline like five years ago. And yet here he is still yeah. playing at a, at a, at a, I won't say quite at an MVP level, but certainly at an all-star level, he's doing a hell of a job for that team. And that's a young team that needs that kind of experienced hand uh, running the show. Uh, you know, got, you got Booker, you got Aiton, who's improved quite a bit. Uh, it should be, you know, that team looks really good uh, on the court here early in the season. And I think they can, you know, they can make waves into the playoffs. I, again, I don't know that they're going to be, you know, NBA finals contenders, but you know, the, this is a growing maturing process for them and they're, they're fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, uh, that's another team that plays pretty decent defense. And I mean, you know, we know what Booker can do, right. Booker can put up points and now they have, now they have a, a you know, a point guard, you know, a general that can kind of slow the pace down if they need it. Yeah. Right. They could, uh, you know, get get others involved and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, they're they are playing a really good ball right now. Uh, who else interests you out west? Oh man, you know, nobody's talking about the Clippers, and you know, they probably they, they still have the best in my opinion, the best two-way player in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard. And they've been holding their own without Paul George here. And, and for all the shit that Paul George took last year at the bubble, before he got hurt, he was having a pretty good season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, they've been a little banged up, but, uh, you know, I think having Kawhi Leonard helps a lot once, once everybody gets healthy again and, you know, obviously the Lakers are, are most of the talk of L.A., right? You got the Jazz who are playing great basketball. You got the Blazers who are hanging in there. You got the Suns who are, you know, kind of like the, the surprise team. So the Clippers are getting overshadowed a little bit, in my opinion, which may be good for that team, you know, right? That yeah. may ease off the pressure a little bit on rookie – well not rookie head coach, but on first year head coach with the Clippers, Tyron Lue. Um, so watch out for the Clippers. Don't be, don't be shocked if they sneak up there and, uh, and become the one or the two C later on in the season. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I, th I think the lack of attention is actually probably pretty good for them, but you're right. They've been very banged up and yet they're still only two and a half, two and a half games out sitting in there at the three C. Yeah. So, you know, once they get all their pieces back together, hopefully they, you know, they can make a run. I'll tell you who I'm a little surprised at so far this season is the Denver Nuggets. I know that, you know, the last image we had of them in, in 2020 was in the bubble and their great playoff run and whatnot. Um, 
and so I guess maybe I expected a little bit more. And I think they had, they're experiencing a little bit of a hangover now, at least at the start of the season uh, from last year. But I expect them to, you know, get better, make it through the make it through the uh, make it into the playoffs and, and likely be at a higher spot than they are right now. I mean, they're sitting at seven right now. Um, but again, let me tell you that that's a team that probably no one wants to play come playoff time. Yeah, I, I think I think Jokic and Jamal Murray need some help, and I don't think they have that supporting cast. You know, Jokic, Jokic is good, and he's going to put up numbers, but I think they need more than just those, those two guys. And I, I don't know if they have support from the rest of the team that can, you know, that 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 third wheel. It doesn't have to be a star, but somebody that's reliable. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, look at the Lakers, right? The Lakers have. Uh, LeBron and they have Anthony Davis and then they you know they picked up Schroeder who's playing really well for them Mm -hmm. they got Kuzma who's playing really well who's that third guy that's going to step up for the Nuggets and you know clean up on the glass or get those points that they need and I I don't know that they have that so that's why you maybe they're lagging a little bit here early on I mean that's 15 and 12 they're the number seven seed but I mean, they may move up a couple spots, but I, I don't know if they have enough to go deep into the into the playoffs, especially with, uh, you know, the Jazz playing so well. You got the Lakers, the Clippers, so. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Out, you know, it's another NBA season, and again, you've got the top eight in the West with a winning record, only four teams in the East with a winning record. It's <clears> – <throat> You have this disparity every year. It's amazing to me. Yeah, yeah, it looks very similar, right? Yeah. Uh, well, what, what do you think? What do you think about the NBA playing the All Star game, having an All Star weekend? Um, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Look, at the end of the day, the NBA is a business, right? <clears throat> and <clears throat> the All Star game is a big source of revenue for them. And, and it's not so much the arena, it's the TV part of it. Right. <clears throat> so they want to pick yep. up that TV money and I don't blame them. Um, so I don't have a problem with it on the flip side. I understand the players, right. They don't want to take any more risk or any additional risk. Hey, you don't want to go. Don't go. Right. I mean, that's, that's your choice. Um, well, I, I, they almost don't have a choice because they get fined, I think, for not going. If really? They get voted in. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, see, now, really. Yeah. Okay, so now I have a problem with it because you can't. I was shocked put, at that too. He, he, now I have a problem with it. You can't put restrictions on them when they're on the road and they can't leave the hotel and this and the other thing and then make them travel for an exhibition game. Right. Right? You can't do it in the middle of the season. You can't do that. So, so now, if that's true, which I, and I believe you, I, now I'm completely on the side of the players because, yeah. you know, it, it, it's crazy. Look, you put me in a bubble for 55 days last year, right? And I was willing to do it. I bit the bullet uh, for the good of the league and the good of the game. And, yeah, the good of my own career, right? There was something – Jimmy Butler got something out of being in the bubble. I get it. Um, but, but now this season – 
you're going to make me play a full, basically a full schedule, but you're going to limit where I can move and what I can do. And you got me under all these freaking rules of what I can and cannot do, but then you're going to make me go to an exhibition game in the middle of the season. That's wrong. That's that. Yeah. That's that to me is wrong. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think, uh, I think John Morant sounded off uh, a little earlier in the season um, and he wasn't really, you know, forgot what I'm trying to look it up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there was a few that had a choice of words. And, and when I heard that they get fined for not going, I'm like, well, what the fuck? I mean, look, at least this year, just wave it, right? Don't, don't find them this year if they don't want yeah. to participate. I mean, you know. Yeah, if, if, yeah, this year you should not find people who do not want to participate in an exhibition game in the middle of the season. Oh, we're, we're, oh by the way – I'm going to have to travel somewhere to play this game and you're going to put me on all these restrictions on what I can and can't do. Right. Yeah. You're not going to let me leave the hotel. You're not going to let me have guests over. I can't go to the strip club. I mean, what, you know, that's no, that's, that's crazy. And on top of that, if I don't go, you're going to find me. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous, but you know, yeah, I agree. And I understand why the NBA wants to have their all-star game, right? Again, it's a revenue thing. I get it. You know, everyone's, everyone's, you know, they're feeling the pinch in terms of revenue. So I completely get it, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta ease up on some things in order to, 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 to get what you want. Let's look out for each other. So, uh, you got anything else on the uh, NBA you want to talk about? Uh, who's your MVP right now? Uh, that's tough. It's early. James Harden. James Harden. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love giving you a hard time about James Harden. I find it yeah, very yeah. ironic that now you have to root for him. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I always said regular season James Harden is a little different than playoff James Harden. Although I will say this, it, it's, a, it's a different type of role that he has now with the Brooklyn Nets. So yeah, he doesn't have to chuck up 40 times. For sure. It, it's, it's definitely different. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll wait to the playoffs. I, I need to see – I already know what, what regular season James Harden is about. I already know what he can do. Um, I need to see it in the playoffs. So yeah. we'll see what happens with that. For me, MVP is LeBron James right now. I think what he's doing at age 36 is, is fucking incredible. Um, you know, Anthony Davis is not hundred percent. He's got, you know, his team is sitting at, at the number two seed. So, I think LeBron putting up the numbers that he's putting up is is fucking amazing, if you ask me. Yeah, Le- LeBron it's, it's between is between him and Joel Embiid, really. I Le- think LeBron is uh, LeBron is something else, and I mean, I know, you know, I don't want to get into the whole greatest of all time discussion, but he's certainly, you know, just an incredible athlete. I mean, he's just an incredible, incredible athlete. Um, his basketball IQ gets better and better all the time. He's just and he's in just in phenomenal shape. He's a guy who really takes care of himself. I mean, it's just, 
what what can you say about the guy? I mean, he's just incredible. It's it's crazy. LeBron's been on the injury report every single day, yet he hasn't missed a game. Incredible. Yeah. Well, he just he he does it all, man. Yeah, I mean, either you give it to him or Joel Embiid. I mean, Embiid's having a great season. The only thing that's gonna might stop Embiid from getting it is he doesn't play every game. Right. Right. So, how many games has he missed out of the thirty games that they've played? He's he's missed. Uh, I don't know, maybe four or five. That's not too bad. No. Well, if you hold on, let, let me uh, let me look here real quick. So they've played twenty eight games. They've played twenty eight games, and he has. Hold on. Don't you hate it when you go to ESPN and automatically plays the stupid video that they have? So he's played in 22 games out of 28. So he's missed six games. That would be about four. That would mean he would miss about 14 games for the season. That's probably too much. Right. If he only plays 58. Remember they're playing 72 games. this Right. 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 So you figure six out of 30, that's 12 out of 60. That's about, Another add another yeah. two out of those last 12, so that would be 14 games. That would mean he would only play 58 out of 72 games. Yeah, that that's probably not going to be enough if LeBron plays, you know, 71 games. But if he's put, but if he's putting up these crazy numbers, I mean, because I think right now he's got better numbers than than LeBron does. So yeah. if the numbers are are glaring, you know, are are better than LeBron's. Yeah, I mean, the guy's averaging 29.6 points a game, shooting 54% from the field, 11 rebounds, three assists, a block. I mean, it's only in... And got his team. He's doing that in 32 minutes a game. So, I mean, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. Let's, uh, just out of curiosity, let's see what LeBron's numbers are. I think LeBron's around 25, 7, and 7, which is still amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's that's, – that's crazy, especially when you consider how old he is, right? I mean, I hate to keep going back to that, but, <clears throat> yeah, 26 points a game, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Damn. 35 minutes a game, and he has not missed a game. Right. Yeah, I, I think if – I think if Embiid – if the numbers stay the same and Embiid plays 58 games compared to LeBron 72, I think you got to give it to LeBron. That's just one man's opinion. It'll be close, though. I think there's no way LeBron plays all 72. Yeah, he'll probably, play close to it. Yeah, he'll probably play 70. They'll probably rest him a couple games towards the end. Yeah. Man, still pretty impressive. All right, man. There's our there's our first uh, there's our first podcast going into the NBA season. Uh, hey, are you going to uh, stay up tonight and watch Serena Williams against Naomi Osaka at the Australian Open? No, bro. No. I know you're not a big tennis fan. You should stay up and watch that tennis match. That's going to be the best tennis match of the Australian Open. It's going to be good. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. 
I don't care about tennis. No, I will not be watching. I may not have no freaking electricity. How the hell you want me to watch? No, no, I'm saying if you have electricity. If you don't have electricity, I will not be watching. If you don't have electricity, don't watch it. Hey, if you don't have electricity, don't watch it. It's not for you. (laughs) If I have electricity, I will not watch it. If you have electricity, no, I won't be. Absolutely, should watch it. I'll, I'll pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. I can't believe you don't get into these. When you like, for me, when I see a great matchup, I don't care what sport it is. When I see a great matchup, I want to watch it. And this is a great matchup. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, no. If they had the two fastest cockroaches ever. Racing around a track, I would watch it. <laughs> I may watch that over tennis. <laughs> we have dog racing. Why don't we have cockroach races? I don't know because those fuckers are fast. Yeah, especially you. Like I could just see it now, right? You put them, you put them on the start line, blindfolded, and then you take right. the blindfolds off, and they're like, "Oh shit, lights!" And they haul yeah. out. You see who wins. Hell uh, yeah. They do those stupid baby races at halftime of basketball games. Why don't they do cockroach races? I'm telling you. I don't know. It would be much more entertaining than seeing some little kid drooling on the court. All righty, folks. We've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. If you want to get a hold of us here on the show, you can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of my brother, Alex, Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at Brooklyn Gaucho one. And if his, uh, uh, if his electricity is on, he might even respond. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well at emontana 21. Uh, what can I say, bro? Stay warm. Keep the lights on. Don't drive anywhere. Stay safe. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, we'll be all right. Huh? Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, man. I'm ready to go get underneath the covers and watch uh, whatever. Enjoy this the little bit of electricity I have left. You can watch the Sixers and Rockets. That's what's on right now. Oh, sweet. I'll, I'll be watching that. Yeah. And as always, folks, if you're here in Texas, stay warm, stay safe. But more importantly, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.